everybody for uh, listening to this week's edition of Sound Judgment. My name is Sam Tonning and we have... Harris Anderson. Harris, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, my friend. How are you? Uh, I'm going a little crazy during this fucking pandemic quarantine. You a little cuckoo? At home. A little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, if you know what I mean, man. I'm drinking myself silly. I'm wearing blue sweatpants. Okay. That kind of sounds like smurf. your regular routine. I'm not a smurf. What am I doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, it's like yeah. I don't have a white goddamn beard. Okay, whatever, bro. I'm in Vancouver in my apartment. I'm playing with a big wooden stick right now. Uh, no innuendo. It's actually a wooden piece, a wooden rod I have to work out knots in my legs and in my butt. A what? Um. You know, like you a, hit- a, a you know a foam roller. Yes, this is a wooden roller. It's a wooden roller to, you know, it serves a dual purpose. I can like roll it over my muscles and shove oh. an hand up my butt. Yeah, well, I heard that the first time. I just wanted to know what you were doing to your legs with it. <laughs> I, I heard the, the thing about your your butt. We don't have a guest this week. No, we're not allowed near anyone. No yeah, one is, I guess. We're not even near each other. Where are you? I'm in beautiful, uh, I'm in God's country, Vancouver Island. Well, God's country, it's, it's, it's definitely not Nanaimo on Vancouver Island. Are you up in like Cumberland or something? I'm in the north part of the island. You know what, Harris, you don't have to tell exactly where you live. Well, I don't have the GPS coordinates. I'm, an, I'm, in, I'm in the, uh, <laughs> let's just keep going. No, just fuck it, you can say it. No one's going to look up that you're staying with your parents. I just no don't want cares. No one cares. Here's the I, thing. And we're I'm keeping in the fucking in. Just like I, I'll tell you right now, I am downtown Vancouver at That's the great. corner of Butte and Harrow. No one's going to look for me. That's great. For Butte Street. That's great. I just get antsy about revealing my exact location. I don't like it. Saying you're in fucking Comox or the Comox Valley is not your exact I'm in the location. Comox Valley. You're happy. Thank you. There's like 100,000 people who live in that valley. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone knows the Andersons. <sighs> it's a really unique name. Are you happy? <laughs> no, I'm going crazy, dude. Oh. I, I, I already told you I'm banging myself with a wooden rod. Yeah. Well, Normally it's flaccid. Oh, man. I, I, I miss having a guest already. <laughs> it's, it's just, this is just <laughs> well, full we're frontal trialing. Same. We're trialing this uh, online platform so we can get guests. And today, uh, plan's a little different. We're not going to debate anything. Uh, we're going to actually talk positively about some music for a change. Yes. Uh, why don't you introduce uh, the artist and album that we just want to examine? Well, yeah, you put it to me. Uh, you, you're asked, what, what's an album the last five years you've enjoyed a lot? And um, I've actually, this is I'm not bragging, I've only bought, two albums from the last five years. I don't know if that would, anyone would ever think that's bragging. Well, I didn't want to sound like a hipster, you know, because it's not like I, I don't, it's not like I don't as a rule listen to modern music. I just, I just, I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I only bought, I used to buy a lot more and keep up with more, with music more, but the last two, the last, I've bought albums, more, yeah. more albums than that, but the last, of the last five years, I've only bought two albums. So you so. stopped since Arcade Fire wasn't cool. I never liked Arcade Fire. Uh, anyways, the, well, the record I enjoyed most was uh, "What the Broken Hearted Do" by mm-hmm. Tim Heidecker. 
who by Tim most Heidecker. Be- by Tim Heidecker, who most people probably know as Tim from the comedy duo Tim and Eric. Yeah, and here he is uh, producing. I think it's what his third record. Um, well, he's. Uh, I think it's his fifth. This is probably the the second one that's supposed to be uh, sincere. This is the second one. It's, it's not a joke album. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. I mean, this, there are songs that they're meant. They're kind of humorous, but he's. It's actually trying to be music, and uh, yeah. I think he did a pretty good job. So, okay, I mean, we can lay off the superlatives a little bit here and uh, get to brass tacks. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I don't know um, what that just meant. <laughs> what the Broken Hearted do? This came out last year. Tim Heidecker, his own album. And do you know the uh, the label it's on? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know what Jag- label. Jaguar. Jag- Jag- Jaguar. Jaguar, that's it. I knew it was an unusual name. Which was founded by Darius Van Armin. Oh, Darius Van Armin. I know. It's very cool. Uh, a record well, label I've never heard of. Yeah, I think they do mostly indie stuff. It's, I think it's probably an LA-based indie yeah, record so label. Kind of like 604 Records here, or Network. Kind of Vancouver. like a quality label. Like yeah. 604 Records. It's a great label filled with fantastic acts. Uh, what made you like this album the first time you heard it? Well, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Tim and Eric. You know this. We, we saw Tim and Eric together oh. live recently before, <laughs> before the world ended. For your birthday, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. We were lucky that that happened when it did because two weeks later, the world was in absolute chaos. Although, you know what they... The closing joke... Was yes. about the infectious disease. <laughs> yes, oh, which no. they called uh, which they called porks disease. Porks disease. Porks disease. They say it was porks disease was ravaging the world. Do you think and that has anything to do with the country that has the highest per capita consumption of pork? A lot of their stuff is very meat based. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I love Tim and Eric. I like Tim Heidecker a lot. I bought my brother. Uh, in Glendale, which was his first serious musical effort, uh, and my brother said he really enjoyed it. So I think that's a great record too. Yeah, yeah and, in Glendale, uh, yeah, it came out within the past five years. Yes, it did. I actually haven't listened to In Glendale. I've heard some tracks from it, but um, when they when I heard he was doing another one, and then they dropped the single, which was uh, When I Get Up, uh, yeah. I was immediately on board. That's kind of my cup of tea. When I get up. Yeah, it's a very bouncy, Warren Zevon, Randy Newman-esque. So I, I listened to this today, and I left one note for when I get up, second track off this album. Very Beatles. Absolutely. And it's the songwriting, uh, you can really tell, the like he took songwriting seriously, and he studied the masters, Lennon McCartney, Warren yeah. Um I definitely get a little James Taylor-ish, you know, that kind of mid-70s folk rock vibe for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think he's, you know, he's talked he's talked openly about how he's inspired by singer-songwriters from the 70s. Mm-hmm. He's a, a guy that uh, probably wears his influences on his sleeve. He's obviously, you know, he's not trying to reinvent the wheel. The songs are very simple. They're very hummable, very basic melodies, but they're, they're, I think he really captures that kind of 
that kind of era and that genre, the the seventy the seventies American singer songwriter. And uh, you know, people when they see when they hear that, oh, it's Tim Heidecker produced an album or made an album, they'll think it's a joke or, or something like that. Yeah, and it actually it is in a way because the whole song is a the whole album rather is a concept album about a divorce that um, he is supposedly going through. But actually what it was was uh, some right-wing trolls forged a uh, certificate of divorce with his name on it. <laughs> Are you serious? It, yeah, 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 yeah. They started spreading this nasty rumor that his, he was, his wife was divorcing him. So he ran with it and wrote an entire album about a fictional divorce. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I so the whole... <laughs> the whole album is a is a is a response to trolls. Jesus basically. Christ! It's, it's kind of like deep state irony, right? Yes, yes, like, it, it is. It's so Tim Heidecker. <laughs> yeah, he it came is. out with a, He was the lead in an independent movie a few years ago, uh, the comedy. Do you remember watching that? I love the comedy. It's insane. I haven't watched it in years, but I, I was just reminded of it doing some uh, research for this record and. Holy shit! Like this is the album version of that, right? Oh really? I oh I would I would argue. I'm not sure you I would call it that. that. No, I mean I I've described the the comedy to my friends or friends who haven't seen it as um, a slasher film with no bodies. Oh yeah, because he's a total because uh, he is a sociopath. The character is a total sociopath. And I, uh, but why I, haven't you talked to me about this movie? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. It's a very. It's a. You know. It's a. It's a, a little scene movie. It's. It's. It didn't have a wide release or anything like that. So I'm always surprised. I mean, I. <laughs> I, I. I was. I didn't think anyone else had watched it. Really, <laughs> I thought yeah. it had just kind of flown under the radar. It um, did. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Oh, totally. And a but lot of people um, hated it, which I like. I think um, the people who hated it. We're expecting something different, right? Like they didn't know Tim, they didn't know the screenwriter yeah. or that, or what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything with Neil Hamburger in it, you got to take with a grain of salt when it comes to series, yes, you know anything. Yes, <laughs> but it is quite a serious, uh, serious film in its own way. I mean, I think Tim Hodder, he's uh, he's a man of uh, hidden depths. I think he's a great actor as well. And um, but yeah. I, what I would say is different about this record as opposed to that movie is that this record, even though it's based on essentially a lie, it's a fictional breakup. It's actually quite a uh, tender and touching uh, record. I thought it didn't really matter to me that he wasn't actually going through a divorce mm-hmm. because I thought the songs were so well written and uh, it's around. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 sim- it's simple, well communicated emotions. Is what mm-hmm. I thought, and very relatable, because well, everyone's I, been yeah. through it, something, some form of that. Well, it kind of made me think about why this was one of your favorite records, and I'm like, are you going through some kind of breakup from a long time ago still? <laughs> you know, and I, I'm think reading, we all are. <laughs> I think we I think all are too. Like, yeah. I'm reading. Like, there's so many great turns of phrase in this that that kind of um, makes you realize. That comedians understand language really well. You know, people whose goal is to make others laugh 
understand the power of language. Like here's here's a line from Coffee's Gone Cold, which is a great song, right? And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but the line, I'm just alone with my loneliness. I know that if only this song that I wrote for her, maybe she's heard it before. Don't you think she'd come back to me? this idea that if she only heard this, she'd come back, right? Mm-hmm. Oh God, that makes my heart break. Yeah, it's exactly, and the record and the record is full of those those instances of, of little lines that catch you. Mm. Just but they're uh, they're disarming in their simplicity and and uh, and earnestness. And you think you're still you're always kind of waiting for him to throw in some kind of uh, you know bizarro turn of phrase like you know that he uses in Tim and Eric or something like that. But he he plays it completely. Straight, I got you know. to the last track and I thought Life's Too Long was just going to be about him killing himself and that would be the great reveal that the album was all a joke. And yeah, no, like, no. That's, he, he, that's really no, just how serious it was. Yeah, he's a consummate pro. He plays it to the very end. And yeah, uh, that, in doing you know, so, he makes a perfectly valid uh, heartbreak record. I think it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, I think it's, uh, it's, totally valid in terms of it doesn't feel like a, a even though it is a lie it doesn't feel like yeah it. but then take again that's the acting it's basically like, take the it's acting. Uh, it is acting you nailed it it is it's like watching him in bridesmaids um if you have this album and you <laughs> take out what what are you laughing he, at he was on screen for like uh i think upwards of 50 seconds in Bridesmaids? Yeah, but he had lines, and that's better than both I don't of think us. He ha- I don't think he had a line. Oh, it's better than both of us. Listen, <laughs> if we're talking about things that are... <laughs> if we're talking about things that are outside our scope of accomplishments... I you'd, think you'd, Tim Heidecker actually had lines in, uh, lines in Bridesmaids. I don't remember. I think yeah, he may he was talking to people in it. But either way, the, my point... <laughs> Is that he is? A you are you are the king of the we- of the weird digression that goes nowhere and just ends in somewhere awkward. That's why <laughs> I'm not a successful comedian. Well, look who you're talking to. Oh, I I, I uh, went through my computer today to try and free up space. I don't know <laughs> why. And uh, and I came across a trove of old videos. Oh no. No, it was fine. It was like a lot of just recorded sets, right? Yes. And one about me buying a kiddush cup, which is whatever. Um, uh, But one of the videos I had was from you playing piano at seven. Oh, wow. Playing uh, the song where you meet your girlfriend's father. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I stopped playing that one because uh, it wasn't getting laughs. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's hilarious, though. It's like, you can pull that out, man. That's so funny. I, I laughed the whole way through it. Oh, I remember doing it at a corporate gig and uh, just people well, kind of staring at I mean, me. When was, <laughs> haven't you done a whole string of corporate gigs over the past couple of years that have just felt like death? No, no, for the most part, they've been okay. You're the, the only worst. comedian who has been able to say that. No, I yeah I don't know. So the worst I've had some of the uh, this is a digression, but who cares? Uh, I uh, over the past I would say six months I've had the the worst bombs of my uh, my uh, my my time in stand up 
and they've all been local. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, which, uh, which has stung particularly. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyways. Anyways. You can't go from winning the Yakov last year to being a killer. <laughs> it's God's way of punishing you for some no good reason. What are we talking? <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, it really doesn't. Is, it's a great song. Yes, it is a great that. song. Also, you. Oh no! The, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking yeah. about Tim Heidecker again. I am too, but your song. Um, I, <laughs> I watched another video of you. This is devolved into Harris Material Hour. Um, your uh, <laughs> your horror so you're allowed movie to say joke. It? Yeah, of course I'm allowed to say it. Uh, your horror, horror movie joke. Right? Yeah. And you used to have the Australian angle on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to... Yeah. Oh, I stopped doing that bit because uh, I forgot that there were so many dialect experts in the audience. <laughs> and I got tired of people yet shouting out or coming out to me afterwards and being like, that was more New Zealand than Australia. Oh, Why don't you shut the hell up? God. I <laughs> God, I hate people. Yeah, they're the worst. I was watching one of my old ones, and I, I, I couldn't bring myself to completely watch it. Uh, oh, so watching so yourself is the worst. Uh, it's from last, like, three weeks ago. No. <laughs> In, uh, <laughs> my Nanaimo joke, there was a line about fecal alcohol syndrome. And, yes. Uh, I, I forgot that tag. <laughs> I okay. So and I just chuckled and then I decided never to do it again. Um, <laughs> yes. Tim Heidecker. Yes. Coffee's Gone Cold. Great song structure. Mm-hmm. Starts off with a 6 4 feel, right? The kind of, you know, bouncy feel. And uh, has great, like, Let It Be era guitar in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you listen to the record today? No, but I, I have it on my phone and I've listened to it a lot in the last uh, few months. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. all committed to. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite song? Is it Coffee's Gone Cold? Or? No, actually, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I'm not good enough. I think it's a fantastic tune. And, and yes, it's probably the most kind of. A heartbreaking one but he's the prick you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I'm not good enough for you like we've all felt that it's like it, sincere self-loathing but also the kind of revealing throughout that he's like lied to his partner by telling her he loves her when he doesn't mm. oh mm-hmm. oh that hurts Uh, Yeah, it's probably my favorite one. But Coffee's Gone Cold, when it switches to the Elton John, like 4 4 at the end, that rocket, Mm -hmm. you know, back minute, I think that's very cool homage to the 70s sound. Mm -hmm. But the initial question I was going to say is take the Beatles out of this. Who else do you hear? Who's the biggest influence on this record aside from the Beatles? Uh, I'd say it's a tie between. Warren Zevon and uh, Randy Newman. Randy Newman, good call. I hear a lot of Randy Newman. I uh, thought Zevon all day. Yeah, Warren Zevon for sure. Yeah. Elite, uh, the, the, the title, tra- uh, the, not the title track, the first track, Illegal. 
could be easily be a Zevon song. It totally could. That kind of uh, total seventies synth sound, uh, just fantastic song. Yeah. Also, kind of like there are some modern bands that have that synth element to them as well. Like, are you familiar with Future Islands? No. When you say that synth sound, are you talking to that like that synth note that's played throughout the whole thing with that bass synth chord uh, that they hold? A keyboard playing on a synth. Oh, the, the descending notes, the ba, 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 those no, those yeah, notes. Exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I'm not talking like fucking jump synth here, right? <laughs> no. What? No, like uh, Van Halen's jump. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Because if it was that, this would actually have sold. But um, I think it's a great record, top to bottom, no weak spot. Mm-hmm. But the weakest, and I will say it, um, is Insomnia. Oh uh, yeah, I was probably gonna say that one too. Yeah, it's and it, uh, it just doesn't fit. It's. It's, uh, well, you know, I think all albums when they get around the three quarter mark, they, they're always a. That's usually if an album gets iffy, it's around the three quarter mark, I find. Just that kind of, that kind of where it starts to get a little bit saggy towards the, the later middle. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, it's, uh, that's the only part of the record where it feels like he's leaning into, uh, a comedic alter ego. It's like that faux nostalgia. Seems... You know? Like yeah. That's where I think yeah. leaning into it. Is it's, it's obviously trying to do like a surf early rock and roll kind of thing. That in a mm-hmm. somewhat silly way. Like I'm listening to that and my notes are Zappa-esque. Because, you know, a lot of Zappa stuff from the 70s and into the 80s was that fake 50s rock sound, right? On purpose. Yeah. Yes. Unnecessary. They could have removed this song from the album, and it would have been just as good. Yeah, yeah I think you're probably right. It's, it's not very. It, yeah, it doesn't quite fit. It's. It's. Um. I agree. I agree with that. Okay. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to ask you. Uh, do you hear any Boz Skaggs in this? Boz Skaggs. You know, I, I don't know enough. I don't. Man, but like. Uh, Listen to. I know Lido Shuffle. Yeah, listen to an earlier one. Lido okay. Shuffle is, is like listen to some earlier Boz, yeah. mid seventies. Uh, okay. A couple of great records, not his first one, and then go back and listen to What the Broken Hearted Do. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a very similar kind of feel, mm-hmm. R and B feel to it, like that R and B folk rock feel, and that's very cool. Uh, now, were you a fan of Heidecker and Wood? I never listened to it. You never listened I, to Starting From Nowhere. No. Ooh. I held off I held off on 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 some of on Tim Heidecker's other musical stuff really because I felt it was more doing co- I don't actually listen or or watch that much comedy anymore because you know yeah. you, you're if you're if you're out doing it or thinking about it so much during a week then I usually actually gravitate towards just other things. So, you know, listening to the comedy music was, it kind of, it didn't have much of an escape element to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of held off on that. But when I heard, uh, when, like I said, when I heard the single, when I get up, 
I thought it intrigued me a little more because I thought, oh, he's really playing it straight. He's really just making uh, just making an album. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's interesting you bring up the concept of escaping, right? As performers, like you get like when I'm watching live comedy from like great live comedy. And that can be at any level. That can be open mic, amateur shows, you know, at any level. If you, you can see if something's, like, really good to watch. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I'm at home looking for entertainment, very rarely do I put on a comedy special. Yeah, I rarely ever. Uh, that's, and that's the only thing about starting comedy that I, that I, I do kind of uh, regret. The, it's pretty much the only thing is that... Um, apart from my set four months ago at the Ha Ha Hut, was uh, that um, I don't want, really enjoy comedy that much anymore. Yeah, it's, it's just, it, yeah, I do, I do kind of miss just goofing off and watching an Austin Powers or a Pink Panther movie. Oh, but Austin I, Powers I, is so fucking funny. Austin Powers is... <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> it makes me very happy. I, I, went down, <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube the other day just watching the intros from the Austin Powers movie. Oh. And I was just smiling my head off. Those movies are just, just joy. There's just. Are you a, a Burt Bacharach fan? I love Burt Bacharach. It's the you're, yeah, I love Burt Bacharach. Do you like the album he won uh, an Academy or the song he won an Academy Award for? Is that Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head? No, the one I'm thinking of is the Arthur's theme. The Did one he, he write? wrote? Yeah, he wrote it with um, Christopher say, Cross. Christopher Cross and Carol Bayer Sager. Yeah. Oh, Carol Bayer Sager did the lyrics, didn't she? And he did the melody. Yeah, and then Christopher Cross sang it. Oh, interesting. Imagine being Christopher Cross. Yeah, just getting up and being Christopher Cross. Like, wow, I'm not relevant. But someone has a tattoo of me somewhere. <laughs> and that <laughs> someone's name is Sam Tawny. <laughs> Yes, he also has five Grammys to go home to. Well, there you go. Which is pretty amazing. Um, Harris, this is a great record to pick. I'm going to recommend you check out Starting From Nowhere, the Heidecker and Wood album that came out in 2011. This is pre-us doing comedy. I remember when this came out. And this is my reference point for Tim Heidecker playing music. Oh, interesting. This is comedy music, but the music is taken seriously. Yes. Uh, and in that respect, I see a lot of it in like how you treat comedy and musical comedy, right? Like the music matters too. Yes. Well, I love music, and I want it. And uh, well, thank you, by the way. That's very. It's true. A, Hunter, I. I yeah. I mean that sincerely. Yeah. Well, I've thought about, you know, I, I do, I've, I have always wanted to make an album, and I think this, this record kind of has inspired me to try to just push it if I, and try to actually just make a, a straight album and just. Yeah, even if, even, even, if, even if down and everything. Yeah, even if it's goofy and, and, and it sounds hokey and whatever, then whatever. That, that's well, what I like about Tim. Yeah. One of the things I like about Tim Heidecker is just, he just puts it out there. He doesn't really care yeah. what people think about it, if they love it, if they hate it. He just is kind of a content machine and uh, he just puts it out there well, if you are inspired to create a straight music record uh, I can't wait to hear it uh, yeah and I'm you should finish that opera about it. Dom DeLuise that you've always been talking about it's about Paul Prudhomme oh sorry Jesus Christ 
things together quite mm-hmm. what uh what was the last movie you watched oh my gosh last movie i watched oh i watched that uh clint eastwood movie richard jewell with my folks richard jewell richard jewell yeah yeah like the jewel Uh, I, I don't fucking know anything. <laughs> I don't know. That's so funny. I, uh, <laughs> the last movie I watched was uh, uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, really? Yeah, Had you seen I it never, for the first time? Yeah, I, first time I watched it. And oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It lives up to the Pornhub version. Hmm. Larry the Arrow. <laughs> oh, I've been having that in my pocket all day. Uh, since I watched it, it's fantastic. Uh, Joey Camiso, um, our fellow colleague, dear friend, recommended it to me. It one of his favorite movies. There you go. I watched it, and the music is awesome. Mm, yeah, that, that's that sweeping classic film score. It is an epic and in all parts the cinematography the performances and the music makes it so and i will say that tim heidecker's record what the broken hearted do reminds me of that of lawrence of arabia i'll leave it there There thanks for sharing uh your thoughts on this uh, record with me with the audience harris i anticipate we'll lose two of our four listeners probably but it was, that's okay. it, it, it was a little weird when you wanted my exact geographic location, but I'm over I did it. Not, I did not want your exact geographic location. All right, let's not I start it. Town not, you're okay, okay. It's not right. hard to say right. what town you're in. Yes. No one's hurt. Yes. Like okay. no one wants to find you and right. kill right. your family. Right. They just want to kill you. Right. Yes. Well, I don't blame them. I don't blame them either. We're gonna do this again next week. Okay. And we're gonna talk about my album. Yes. Yes, an album that you enjoyed from the last five years. Thank you very much. We're going to turn the tables. We are going to turn the tables. And son of a no, bitch. I can't pick like the 2018 remastered copy of White Snake's uh, self-titled album, White Snake, because that would be disingenuous to the rules of the game. Yeah. So uh, my the album I'm going to pick is uh, John Bryant, local. Vancouver. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> Why? Keep it so a surprise. To to. Keep it well, a surprise. Very good. Then I'll just leave them with the artist's name, John Bryant. Todd Bryant. You heard it, folks. Todd Barnett. Uh, Todd Barnett. Right. Harris. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good day. Good Enjoy your Stay time. Stay safe. Don't make out with strangers unless you want to. Bye. Bye.